Hey, hey, hey. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? Looks like crypto winter is here again. Crypto millionaires are made in a downturn. When others are greedy, I'm fearful. When others are fearful, I'm greedy. Okay, guys, thanks for coming here again. We're going to talk about crypto finally. I've been following this for years. I'm not a newbie. I've done stupid things, but I do think now is the time to get into cryptocurrency. So I'm finally doing an episode about crypto because the best time to invest in crypto was 2009. And then the second best time was during the other dips that happened along the way. And the third best time is now. Before we get into further details, what is cryptocurrency and should you invest in it? All right, cryptocurrency is currency, as the name suggests, so it's money. But what is money? I think the best explanation I heard is to analogize cryptocurrency to our day-to-day -day currency, let's say US dollars. Nowadays, people probably don't use cash that much anymore. Instead, you rely on banks and credit card companies to make transactions. That is, exchanging money for goods or services. So really, the money you earn and spend is kept as records in the bank's ledgers. The reason why cryptocurrency, in particular, the current blockchain technology-backed versions, got started was because after the 2008 recession, people got tired of a central bank controlling our money. They can decide to print out more money, which would cause inflation. They can decide to buy back the bonds to reduce money supply, which would cause higher interest rate or they can decide to bail out big banks whose practice hurt the average Joe and Jane in the prime mortgage crisis, but weren't punished for it. Anyway, there had been a need to create a currency of the people probably for a long time. And blockchain finally made it happen because it allowed a secure version of digital currency. So what is blockchain, you ask? A blockchain is a digitally distributed, decentralized, public ledger that exists across a network. Decentralized blockchains are immutable, which means that the data entered is irreversible. For certain cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, this means that transactions are permanently recorded and viewable to anyone. Another very key attribute of certain cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin is that there is a limited supply. For example, Bitcoin supply has a hard limit of 21 million coins. There are some very interesting theories of why the supply limit is 21 million, including why some people believe each Bitcoin is going to be worth $1 million someday. I'll link the article in the show notes if you're interested. So anyway, just like the banks and credit card companies keep the records for the transactions, Cryptocurrency, especially the blockchain-backed cryptocurrency, can do the same, but in a much secure way and decentralized. It's very complicated stuff, I understand. And I can't say with good conscience that I understand all of it. Believe it or not, I actually have a PhD degree in economics, and I don't even fully understand it. But one of my friends, interestingly, from graduate school, started his YouTube channel recently and pounded on cryptocurrencies and explained why they aren't even currencies to begin with. I'll link his video in the show notes as well. Point is, there are three main functions money has to perform based on economists. 
Number one, it has to be a medium of exchange. Number two, it has to be a unit of account. And number three, it has to be a store of value. Because cryptocurrencies have huge fluctuations and really no fundamentals, they can serve as money. Fair point. I debated with him because I'm overall bullish about cryptocurrencies, especially Bitcoin and Ethereum. The only reason why I'm bullish is, again, because of human psychology. Things have value because everybody thinks they are valuable. Take gold as an example. It doesn't really have intrinsic value. Even the decorative aesthetic value is debatable. But gold has been viewed as valuable throughout time and places. Gold is rare, easily divisible, and can be easily carried. Bitcoin and some other cryptos have the same properties. So in my view, Bitcoin is more like digital gold. I don't think it's ever going to be widely used as currency. As a matter of fact, some countries already banned cryptocurrencies and or are introducing the government's own version of cryptocurrency. But given the overall distrust of governments, people would want an alternative. Going back to the point I made at the beginning, this is exactly the reason why Bitcoin was created in the first place. So what would be Personal Finance Cat's recommendation, you ask? Okay. I'll tell you a real story of what happened to me in my investment journey, which is a good example of what not to do. I bought into crypto during the 2018 surge and literally bought at the peak. During the crash that ensued, I sold all of it, thinking I was scammed and this is a pyramid scheme, etc., etc. And you will see this all over again. During the boom, so many people would be talking about how great crypto is and how it's going to change the world, and these people would get the attention. During a crash, like now, so many people would be talking about how terrible it is and how stupid for people to ever touch crypto, and these people would be the center of the media. What I should have done is to let the peak pass and bought during the crash, which brought Bitcoin all the way down from $19,000 per coin to $3,000 per coin, and buy it in a dollar cost average fashion because you can never time the bottom. What dollar cost average means is basically you buy a little bit at a time in regular intervals. By the way, you can also buy crypto on a platform like Coinbase Pro so you don't have to constantly watch the price, but simply put an order so that they will buy it for you automatically at the price you want it. This is considered a make order, which will also save you some transaction fee because you're creating more liquidity in the market. If you don't know how to do that, just Google it or search it on YouTube. You'll find plenty of videos to explain to you how to do that. Bottom line is now is a relatively good time to buy if you believe in crypto. Personally, I would not invest a huge amount of my net worth in crypto, probably limiting it to 5% or less, because at the end of the day, it's still speculative and there is no guarantee that Bitcoin or any other crypto is going to win out. And I will only invest in Bitcoin and maybe Ethereum. We haven't talked about Ethereum that much. It is quite different from Bitcoin in that it has unlimited supply, but it does have more use cases than Bitcoin from what I understand, meaning it can be used for other purposes besides being a form of payment. For example, nowadays another buzzword is metaverse or virtual worlds, with Decentraland being one of the most popular ones. Users of Decentraland may buy virtual plots of land via the MANA cryptocurrency, 
which uses Ethereum blockchain, perhaps because of the fact that Ethereum has many use cases and some other advantages over Bitcoin, such as faster transaction speed, it is the second largest crypto in terms of market cap. My personal opinion is that the price of Bitcoin will keep going down, maybe to even below $10,000 this time. But when it bounces back a couple of years later, it's going to surpass the previous high of approximately $65,000. Let's see if I'm right in a few years. Before I close out, I want to share with you the story of the South Sea bubble. It is a true story, not a fiction. The South Sea Company, officially the governor and company of the merchants of Great Britain trading to the South Seas and other parts of America and for the encouragement of the fishery, was a British joint stock company founded in January 1711, created as a public-private partnership to consolidate and reduce the cost of the national debt. To generate income, in 1713, the company was granted a monopoly to trade in South America. When the company was created, Britain was involved in a war of the Spanish succession, and Spain and Portugal controlled most of South America. There was thus no realistic prospect that trade would take place. And as it turned out, the company never realized any significant profit from its monopoly. However, company stock rose greatly in value as it expanded its operations dealing in government debt and peaked in 1720 before suddenly collapsing to little above its original flotation price. The notorious economic bubble thus created, which ruined thousands of investors, became known as the South Sea Bubble. It was not an astounding story on its surface and certainly not as well known as some of the other bubble stories such as the tulip bubble. However, when I heard the story from reading the book, The Law of Human Nature, what did astound me was that many of the renowned people at the time, including Sir Isaac Newton, bought into its stocks and subsequently lost all his money. Why? because there were so many riches, quote unquote, created by this new promising opportunity in a brand new territory. There were stories of maids investing in the stocks and making so much money and then buying a house bigger and grander than their former masters. Who could resist? Newton first bought and sold after making a handsome profit, but seeing the stock price kept going up, he bought in again only that this time he didn't sell until it was too late. Why am I telling this story? People, this was more than 300 years ago. Nothing is new under the sun. The only thing people learn from history is that they don't learn anything from history. Sir Isaac Newton, one of the probably smartest people ever lived, even got scammed. So there are so many parallels that can be drawn between the South Sea drama and what's happening now with crypto. While I understand that you don't want to miss out because maybe this time is different. Hey, I don't want to miss out either. My only word of caution, don't put in all you have, only a modest amount, which you can completely afford to lose. All right, thank you my friends for listening to the end. Hope this is helpful and gives you a flavor of what crypto is. It's definitely just a beginner's guide and do not take it as financial advice. 
Do your own diligence and decide what's best for your own situation. Until next time.